Welcome to Teeth Talk with Dr. Charles Ashley Mann on FM 98.5 AM 680 WPTF News Talk Traffic. Good afternoon to you. I am Jason Kong, and usually I say I'm here with Dr. Charles Ashley Mann, but we got a special guest here in the studio. We're so excited. We have from Charles Ashley Mann Family and Cosmetic Dentistry, Dr. Daniel Amiradakis. Did I get that right? Jason, your Greek is perfect. It seems like you've been eating a lot of gyros, or gyros is a proper way to say it, but perfect. Awesome, awesome. Well, you know, we, we always call you Dr. A for short, just because we want to make sure we get it right. But uh, it's so good to have you in the studio, and we're so pleased uh, to have you as our special guest today. We've given Dr. Man the day off, as it's well-deserved. Um but, you know, we see your, your smiling face. You're, you and Dr. Mann are at the front of SmileMan.com, and uh, you're a, a very prominent person at Charles Ashley Mann Family and Cosmetic Dentistry. So tell us, uh, how'd, you, how'd you get there? Where'd you come from? Tell us a little, a little bit about yourself. Well, as you can see by my last name, uh, it, is, it is definitely Greek, born of Greek parents, but grew up in Miami, uh, Miami, Florida. It seems like you're from Florida as well, so uh, we... Um, been there almost all my life, but went to school at Howard University in Washington, D.C., and then upon graduating from school, went back to Florida, decided I wanted to do a one-year residency program um, at Bay Pines, Florida. I actually got accepted to go to another residency program in Pennsylvania, but then when I found out that I had a chance to go to St. Petersburg, Florida, just out of Tampa Bay, I said, well, I'm going back to Florida. And did a one-year residency at the VA hospital, at the VA healthcare system. I treated our veterans, and that was just an amazing experience out there. Went into private practice, worked for about roughly four years in the city of Fort Myers, just two hours south of that. And um, eventually, Dr. Mann and I, we connected, and we uh, made the move up with my wife and our four children here in North Carolina. We've been happy ever since. Um, we're going on roughly five years right now. So why dentistry? What brought you into that field? Oh, um, I actually had a mentor. Um, when I knew I wanted to go in somewhere in, in, in medicine, I, I include dentistry part of medicine because it's just overall part of our healthcare and body. But I had a, just an overall, uh, just an amazing dentist that I grew up going to. And then eventually I had a chance to meet other dentists and, and just seeing what they could do and seeing the, uh, the overall joy that they had in practicing and, and treating their patients. I felt like that would be the right fit for me. That's awesome. It's always, always wonderful to find your passion. And we're so glad to have you on the show today. And this is wonderful because, you know, we're, we're just almost into the month of February. And that month is National Children Oral Health Month. And that's something that we want to focus in on the program today. And we're going to be talking a lot about dentistry and our children. So we want to start off, Dr. A, talking a little bit about tips for parents and kids for good oral hygiene, because we, we always want our kids to start off on the right foot when it comes to taking care of their teeth. Sure, yes. And one common question that I, I get asked from friends and uh, neighbors is, do you see children? And the answer is absolutely yes. We see uh, patients of all ages, um, as old as one year. <laughs> I've seen them all. And um, 
but yes, uh, focusing on children is, and as parents, is wondering what can we do, uh, what kind of tips can we offer uh, to parents to, so they can improve their children's oral health. And it's really not a big secret. Uh, what we would teach our, um, our adult patients is what we would also teach our um, younger patients. And it's just the b- three basic things, which is consistent brushing, flossing, and the use of some type of uh, oral mouth rinse. Um, I have four children, so I know what it is to have uh, a 20-second brush time. (laughs) And they come rushing out of the bathroom, and they said, all right, Dad, I'm done. And then I just realized, oh, just 20 seconds went by. So one, I guess one big tip would be one, two minutes. Make sure our kids are brushing their teeth for at least two minutes. Um, There are a lot of nifty little apps out there that you can download that comes with a timer and it gives them these little virtual prizes if they're fulfilling their brush times. But um, if we can just teach our kids to divide the mouth into four different places, the upper right, upper left, lower left, and lower right. And if we can just brush 30 seconds on each quadrant, that puts an emphasis on time. And the more time they're brushing, the, uh, the greater the likelihood we're getting rid of those, the plaque and the bacteria that's in their mouth. And lastly, just having them floss. Flossing is important. Teach them how to use a little string floss. There are, there are a lot of other little convenient flosses that you can buy out there. But whatever they're using, let's make sure we teach them also to uh, keep those plaque and uh, keep the bacteria away from in between their teeth. And we can tell our kids, like we grew up listening to it, if you don't have to floss all your teeth, just floss the ones that we want to keep. <laughs> and um, and then lastly is just rinse their mouth with a really good mouthwash. Now, you will see there are mouthwashes for adults, but uh, there are also mouthwashes for children. Let's make sure for the younger kiddos we are using the those type of mouthwashes. They come in different concentrations of ingredients and so forth. But that would be one of the biggest tips right now in, in maintaining a good oral health well, that's great. That's wonderful advice. I haven't heard about the apps. I, I'm going to try that. I've got a, a six-year-old and a soon-to-be three-year-old, and getting them to brush the like they're always excited to brush the teeth. But it's like when the timer starts, it's just holding a toothbrush in your mouth and like looking around. It's like okay, this we have to actually do the work here, and that's that's always the hardest part. But I think an app would keep them engaged and get them excited even more, which is a good idea. Yeah, I think nowadays if you can just have your phone and, and you pop up your phone, leave it in the bathroom, have them look at that timer, I think that also is is huge. Um, one thing that I get asked by parents a lot is uh, food. Uh, what can they eat? What can they not eat? And I think that would probably be another tip that I would offer would be making sure that we're focusing on the right type of food. Um, if I were to divide foods into three categories, I would put fruits and vegetables in one category. I would put proteins in another category. And then lastly, I would put calcium-rich type of food in another category. So any fruit with raw fruits, vegetables, apples, carrots, uh, pears, cucumbers, melons, all that has high water content. And anything that has a high water content will help provide nutrients to your teeth, but also just wash all that plaque and build up away from your teeth. So that would be on the fruits and vegetables. On the proteins, we can focus on just making sure our kids are exposed to the the chicken, the the meats, the the white fish, the turkeys and so forth because that all helps strengthen the the enamel. The enamel is basically that outer shell that coats our teeth and protects our teeth. So by adding protein to our diets that'll help strengthen that enamel. And third, 
um, the calcium-rich supplements that we can consume, which is cheese, uh, yogurt, uh, milk, all that provides calcium. And included in that will help strengthen also the outer shell of our, of our teeth. So uh, having a good, healthy diet, very important. Lastly, what we drink. Uh, a lot of kids, they, they want to shy away from water and they want those fruit juices. I would say, parents, let's limit the fruit juices. Let's keep the sugary diets out of the way and let's make sure we're drinking a lot more water. That's wonderful advice. And if you have a child and want to schedule an appointment to go see Dr. A or Dr. Man, be sure to go to SmileMan. Dot com. Man has two ends at the end. Smileman.com is the website. From there, you can very easily book an appointment. You can also find information about the entire team at Charles Ashley Man Family and Cosmetic Dentistry and their wide array of services. You can also find the nearest location to you. Dr. Man has three office locations. There's one in Cary, one in Fuquay, and one in Garner as well. Go to Smileman.com to learn more or call the office, 919 919- Four six two nine three three eight nine one nine four six two nine three three eight. We're taking a quick break, but we'll be right back with more. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to Teeth Talk with Dr. Charles Ashley Mann on FM ninety eight five AM six eighty WPTF News Talk Traffic. Welcome back to Teeth Talk with Dr. Charles Ashley Mann on FM ninety eight five AM six eighty WPTF News Talk. Traffic. Thanks so much for joining us today. I'm Jason Kong here with our special guest, Dr. Daniel Amiradakis. He is part of the team at Charles Ashley Mann Family and Cosmetic Dentistry, and he is helping me through the show today. And it would be it would be a really tough show, Dr. A, without you, because if it were just me talking about this, it, it, would, it would probably have like about five minutes and then uh, another 20 minutes or so of music. So I really appreciate you being here. And, you know, before the break, we were just talking about foods that are good for our teeth, uh, especially when it comes to children. And we are talking about children and dentistry today as February is going to be National Children's Oral Health Month. And, you know, it's, it's wonderful to know what foods work best, but it's also good to know which foods we should avoid uh, or maybe just uh, really be particularly careful about it and uh, do a better job of rationing when it comes to feeding our children. Yes, I actually, uh, funny story, I had a, a child yesterday that I saw, and he said, hey, Doc, can I share a fun fact with you? I said, sure. He said, did you know that a jaguar's tooth, actually, a jaguar's teeth are so strong that they can bite into a, through a bowling ball? That's how strong their teeth are. Can you believe that? I said, sure, it's true. I believe it. Um, not many people know that teeth are by far the strongest uh, substance that we have in our body. It's stronger than bone. So then you wonder, how do we get decay? And so talking about foods to avoid, anything that's acidic and anything that uh, has high sugar content. And so what does that have to do with decay? So just a, a little simplified, simplified version of how we get cavities is the bacteria in our mouths, they grab the starch and the carbohydrates and the sugars of, uh, of our food, and they convert that into an acid, like a literal acid. And that acid is breaking down that hard shell that we have, the enamel. It's basically stripping it out of its um, minerals and the calcium and the phosphates and all that is stripped away from the tooth. And then eventually a hole is being made. 
Now, once it goes through that outer shell, which is the enamel, and it gets into that secondary layer, which is the enamel, that's when everything breaks loose. That's a softer layer of that of the tooth, and that tends to spread quite fast. So if we can limit our diet, if we can keep the sugar down, if we can keep the acidity down, we're talking about high acidic, uh, even drinks, we're thinking about orange juice and lemons and so forth. If we can keep that away from our teeth, that'll help prever- prevent the, the, the cavities and so forth. That's wonderful advice. And, you know, th- sometimes we often think of orange juice as being a little bit more harmless, uh, but it's, it's good to know that that could have uh, a detrimental impact on our teeth if we're overdoing it. Um, Doctor, I want to get to some other items here. What about fluoride treatments? You know, I've got two sons and I bring them into the office all the time. And usually a part of the visits at the end is painting the, the fluoride on the teeth. Can you tell us the importance of that? Sure. Yeah, fluoride is a, a mineral. It's a natural mineral that's found in fresh and, and also salt water. Um, and it's also easily consumed. Uh, we have uh, the the top uh, brands of toothpaste and mouthwash, and even oral gel all contains uh, different uh, limits, uh, ingredients, and quantities of, of fluoride. And for a very low-risk cavity patient or child, um, that is sufficient. Um, Now, we also are able to uh, consume fluoride through our our community water, through water fluoridation. Um, Back in 2020, I know it's a year not a lot of us want to remember, but in 2020, the American Dental Association uh, commemorated uh, the 75th anniversary of water fluoridation. And just a little fun fact, um, water was first placed, uh, fluoride was first placed in water back in Grand Rapids, Michigan. Actually, Grand Rapids, Michigan became the first United States city to fluoridate their public water. And what they realized is that a couple of months went by, uh, well, more than that, five years went by, and they started realizing that the kids, children from Grand Rapids, were having less cavities than their neighboring communities and cities. So as other cities began to realize that, more and more cities began to fluoridate their water, and now most of the cities in the United States are fluoridating their water. Um, but myself, like I live in an area where we have uh, well water, which is not fluoridated. But I believe just the fact that we're getting consumption of fluoride through our daily products, through brushing and mouthwash, that should uh, be sufficient if we are just maintaining a good oral health. Wonderful. That's good to know. And, you know, it's something that's really quick at the office, too. You know, it just they're just painting it on the on the teeth. It doesn't take long at all. Exactly. And that's something that we offer to all of our children. We do ask our parents for permission if we can apply that fluoride as a little topical gel on their teeth. And uh, for some people that don't understand what what is fluoride really doing, uh, what fluoride is doing is it's help. It can actually prevent the cavity uh, from forming. And, and if the cavity is small enough, it can actually reverse uh, the process of decay. And fluoride also has an important role, which is helping maintain the minerals that we lose when we have uh, decay and when bacteria is starting to break down our teeth. So, yes, um, all children, and we offer to all of our adults as well, adult patients, uh, the topical fluoride just to give it that extra um, exposure as well. If you want to get a hold of Dr. Man or Dr. A and schedule an appointment, you can do so by going to smileman.com. That is the website, smileman.com. 
Man has two ends at the end. You can also find information there about the entire team of Charles Ashley Man Family and Cosmetic Dentistry and information about the three office locations. There's one in Fuquay, Verena, one in Cary, and one in Garner. Learn more at smileman.com or call 919-462-9338. 919-462-9338. A quick break and back with more. You're listening to Teeth Talk with Dr. Charles Ashley Mann on FM 98.5 AM 680 WPTF News Talk Traffic. Welcome back to Teeth Talk with Dr. Charles Ashley Mann on FM 98.5 AM 680 WPTF News Talk Traffic. In for Dr. Charles Ashley Mann today is Dr. Daniel Amiradakis. He is uh, also known as Dr. A around Charles Ashley Mann Family and Cosmetic Dentistry. You can see him at all the locations. Uh, you know, you just have to make sure you're there on the right day. But whether it's the Cary office, the Garner office, or the Fuquay Farina office, Dr. Mann and Dr. A travel around. So uh, you have a good chance of bumping into one of them if you schedule an appointment at smileman.com. We are talking about children and dentistry as February is going to be National Children's Oral Health Month, and we've covered a lot of ground about foods to avoid and foods that are good for our teeth, as well as tips for parents and making sure that our kids are able to maintain a regimen for good oral hygiene. And Dr. A, before we head out today, we want to spend some time talking about the Healthy Start program. And this is something that I know is is very important at the office, but um, I don't think we can talk about it enough because... You know, as a new parent, you know, we always have these uh, appointments at the pediatrician and, you know, usually they'll just ask, hey, has, has your child seen a dentist yet? And then it, the conversation kind of stops there. Uh, tell us about Healthy Start and why this is something that should be on every parent's radar. Sure. Um, Healthy Start was first established by an orthodontist named Dr. Um, Bergerson. Um there are not a lot of Healthy Start providers in, in the country. Uh, Dr. Mann and I, we've had the privilege of uh, receiving this course and receiving the training, and and it's just been a, an amazing experience to be able to provide this service to our patients. A Healthy Start is a non-invasive program that requires the use of, of, of an appliance. Uh, it's different types of appliances that focuses on two most important things. One is the orthodontic portion, which is basically aligning your teeth. And for a lot of parents, that's amazing because that can help children. If children go through the Healthy Start orthodontic portion, that'll help prevent future uh, ortho, uh, braces. Uh, and, and for a lot of parents, that's great. And it's, and it's less of an investment than on traditional braces. But two, another important portion of Healthy Start is treating what we call SDBs, which is sleep, dis, uh, sleep disordered breathing. And... In adults, we use the term sleep apnea, and sleep apnea is basically when your airway is compromised uh, while you're sleeping, you're just not breathing well. For instance, when you hear somebody snore, uh, what's really happening is that airway is being partially blocked and it's creating a, a sound. But when it's completely blocked, you're suffering from some type of uh, uh, disease called sleep apnea, and that can have a lot of systemic issues. Well, studies have shown that 9 out of 10 children suffer from some type of sleep breathing disorder or sleep disorder breathing. And some, so 
when they and when these children are manifesting or are are having these uh, issues, they manifest uh, they manifest it through different types of symptoms. So there are over thirty symptoms that are related to sleep disorder breathing. I'll just name a few, which is one, the obvious, which is snoring, two, uh, mouth breathing, three, uh, they constantly wake up at night. For uh, attention deficit, restless sleep, symptoms of ADD or symptoms of ADHD, uh, frequent headaches in the morning, and so on, uh, bedwetting. I think I might have mentioned this before. All that is all related to sleep disorder breathing. Um, this hits really home to me because I had an experience even before I was a Healthy Start provider. My, I'll give you an example of my oldest child had a severe large tonsils at the age of six or uh, roughly around six, uh, had severe trouble breathing at night, a huge snorer, bedwetter, and so forth. He had all the symptoms, uh, was diagnosed in the, in the spectrum of autism because he manifested some t- symptoms of that as well. Eventually, at the age of seven, he had a tonsillectomy. Once he had that tonsillectomy done, he had his tonsils removed, he was able to breathe better. And when he began to breathe better, um, his cognitive uh, evolution uh, began to happen. Uh, he, he began to uh, progress uh, cognitively. He was no longer in the spectrum of autism, no more bedwetting, no more snoring, and he's just a, a healthy and bright kid today. That was the first time that I realized how breathing is uh, vital in children and their development and their airway development. And so what the Healthy Start does is it has a, does an appliance that these children would wear at night that would gently reposition their jaw and place their jaw in a position where they're allowed to breathe better. And what we would do is we would have uh, we would deliver these appliances to the children. We would train the parents on how to use them. And we would have uh, the children come back for follow-up visits and monitor their progress. And for a, a lot of children and, and to the excitement of parents, we've seen uh, huge results, uh, amazing results. And so this is not just something about, oh, this will keep my child from snoring, but this is just beyond that. It's, uh, it's truly uh, vital for their, for their overall development and their overall health. Yeah, it is very important, and the the thing that uh, always shocks me about Healthy Start uh, is that the the symptoms that you mentioned, like they, uh, there's not symptoms that I would associate with sleep breathing, like uh, the possibility of bedwetting or the possibility of uh, you know ADHD or ADD or just uh, uh, that you wouldn't necessarily link those things with sleep, in my opinion. Right. Interesting. And even with my adult patients, when they, um, for instance, I had actually, I actually had a patient today. Uh, a mom uh, was referred to our office uh, through, uh, through an orthodontist, and uh, she brought her three-year-old to our office. And her main concern was, uh, well, she had two main concerns about her three-year-old. One is, my three-year-old snores a lot. And two, I can hear my three-year-old clench and grind their teeth at night. What do I do? I've been told that you have something that can help treat my, my daughter. And immediately we talked about Healthy Start. I said, the reason why she's snoring, there may be uh, she's having some issues breathing at night. So we went over the appliance. Uh, we went over, uh, we actually give our parents a, a questionnaire that they can answer, they can fill out, which goes over over 30 symptoms. And, and then when she went over the questionnaire, it was beyond the teeth grinding and, and also it was beyond um, the, the snoring. There were other symptoms that mom also noted in that questionnaire that she saw in her child. 
So that usually answers the question of how young or how old. And usually as young as three, we can start seeing them and getting them uh, adjusted to this appliance. Yeah, and it's it's a fix, as you said, that uh, can help in a lot of ways. And getting this found early is, is really helpful because over time, over the years, if it's not addressed, it can have a compounding factor on uh, how it affects the health of your child. If you want to learn more, go to SmileMan.com. Man has two ends at the end smileman.com from there you can find more information on the healthy start program Uh, there's a lot of information there and i encourage you to check out that list of symptoms and keep an eye out if you are a parent or a grandparent make sure that that is not something that uh, you're dealing with and if you do notice some of those symptoms head on over to smileman.com schedule an appointment to see uh, dr man or dr amiradakis and Make sure that you find out if the Healthy Start is a good fit for you. Go to SmileMan.com, find the information there, or call 919-462-9338. 919-462-9338. Dr. Amir Docs, thank you so much for coming in today and for being our, our special guest on the program today. We really appreciate it. Jason, I had a great time. Um, happy to be back. Yeah, thank you. I, I will, we'll probably have you back again soon. So thank you so much again, and thank you for listening as well. We're out of time for today, but on behalf of Dr. Amira Dacus and Dr. Mann, I'm Jason Kong. Thanking you so much for listening to Teeth Talk with Dr. Charles Ashley Mann on FM 98.5 AM 680 WPTF News Talk Traffic. Have a wonderful day.